0: Hey guys, thank you for joining us today on Talking Scripture. Hopefully you've heard that we are now on podcasting apps. You can find Talking Scripture on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Can you take a minute and just rate and subscribe to our podcast? That will go a long way in helping people find us. Welcome to Talking Scripture. This is Mike. Today's podcast is not going to follow the regular Come Follow Me schedule. Instead, my colleague Bryce has recorded a short message about holding on to hope during these difficult times with coronavirus, and if you live in Utah with the earthquake, in um, the economic turmoils happening today, he's trying to extend a message of hope, and we hope all is well with you, the listener. Watch for a new Easter episode in just a few days. We've actually recorded two amazing episodes about Easter that I think you'll really like. One of these is Bryce and I just discussing our favorite stories about Jesus. like What makes him who he is, and why is this person so important to both of us. And the other episode is one that I recorded with a friend of mine about Mary Magdalene, and we hope you listen to both of them and that you're, they're worth your time. I, I personally, they're a couple of my favorite podcasts, and so we're really grateful that we had the opportunity to make these, and we're so grateful to you for listening to them. So with that, I'm going to turn the time over to Bryce Dunford
1: Hello, everyone. I wish things were different. I am grateful to live in a time and have the technology that allows us to do this. And that's a huge blessing. I hope you're holding on to hope. I know we've seen some scary things, a virus that's spreading throughout the world, quarantine, not being able to go out and socialize and be with people, and then an earthquake. It can be discouraging. I want to remind you who you are and that you are capable of doing this. You are strong. You have been held in reserve for thousands of years. You are the ones that the Lord has saved for the fourth quarter. He knew then what we would be facing and he handpicked you. You were born when you were born so that you would be the age when these things hit because you Were sent for these days. You were sent not just to survive them, but to thrive in them, to be happy. You have strength beyond what I think you realize. In 1989, Boyd K. Packer, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, said something in General Conference to my generation. Now remember, he was speaking in 1989. If he were speaking today, he would probably update some of the things he mentions. But listen to his message and hear what he's trying to say about who you are. This is his quotation from 1989. I wish we could promise you that the world will be safer and easier for you than for us. But we cannot make that promise, for just the opposite is true there are temptations beckoning to you that were not there when we were teenagers aids had not been invented when we were young and drugs were something a doctor prescribed we knew about opium from reading mysteries but steroids pills and crack were all and all the rest belonged to future imaginations modesty was not mocked then morality and courtesy were fostered in books and films as much as their opposites are today Perversion was not talked about, much less endorsed as a lifestyle. What was shunned then as pornographic, you now see on primetime television. Your challenge is much greater than was ours. Now listen to what he adds. Few of us would trade places with you. Frankly, we're quite relieved we're not back where you are. And then this statement from a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Born many, many years before you, he said, few of us would be equal to it. That's why Boyd K. Packer is not a 20-year-old today. Few of them would be equal to it. You can do this. You are strong. Have hope. Have hope in the fact that the Lord sent you to be this age at this time Because you can do it. They were not born when you were born. And according to Boyd K. Packer, perhaps that because they couldn't deal with it the way you can. Have hope in that. You can flourish. Let me give you an analogy. Let's suppose I went back to when Boyd K. Packer was young. Let me go back to 1950. Okay, I, from 2020, is going to go back in time. Now imagine if I described our day. What if I told them about the coronavirus and about isolation? What if I told them that Utah has an earthquake? What if I showed them a picture of Cap- Moroni on the Salt Lake Temple missing his horn? What if I told them about 9-11? What if I showed them some of the movies that we see in our movie theaters and showed them some of the primetime television shows? What if I held up a magazine and showed them what people wear in our day? What if I walked down a modern middle school with a recorder recording everything that was being said in the halls of a middle school? And then I went back to 1950 and played that recorder and said, listen to what ninth graders and seventh graders listen to in the halls of a middle school. What if I described your everyday life? I guarantee it would terrify the people in 1950. It would terrify your grandparents or great-grandparents and they would probably pray and beg to not be alive in 2020. And yet, how many of you would trade places with them? I wouldn't. No way would I give up my iPad or the internet or the technology that we have today. No way would I go back to 1950. With all the challenges we have, I would rather live in 2020 than 1950. Many people I love would have died in the 1950s because technology that's available today that has saved their lives was not available back then. We live in a marvelous day, and I'm not afraid of the challenges that would have terrified those in the 50s. Now, let's suppose I were to go into the future. Let's go out to the year 2050 or the year 2075. Let me go find your great-grandson who's a college student. And let me pull him back in time to describe his life in 2060 or 2070, whatever it is. My guess is, as he describes some of the things he's dealing with, it would terrify you and I. And we like the description we gave to the people in 1950 we would probably wish not to be alive in those days but let's ask your great-grandson let me ask him if he'd rather live in his day in 2060 or 2070 or come back and live in 2020 and i guarantee he would say he would rather live in his day see the lord sends us to the time and the place and the circumstances where we are capable of surviving. I wouldn't want to be a pioneer, but I wonder how many pioneers would want to live in 2020 and deal with what you deal with on a daily basis. I would guess most of the pioneers would say, please let me be a pioneer. We are each capable of handling the challenges that we face. Please remember that and hold on to that strength because you are strong. The other thing I want to remind you is everything's going to be okay. Understand that we are getting closer and closer to the second coming. And as we get closer and closer to the second coming, these types of things will become more and more common. But we are going to be okay. I remind you that prophet after prophet has seen our day. Nephi saw these very days. Nephi and 1st Nephi saw Columbus the Pilgrims, the Revolutionary War, and then the Lord says, I'm going to show you the end. I'm going to show you the rest. Nephi saw our day, but wasn't allowed to write about it. John, he was told, would write about it. And that's the book of Revelation. But it didn't stop Nephi from making a few commentaries. If you get scared when these things happen, hold on to what Nephi taught. If you'll turn to 1 Nephi chapter 22 now, remember, Nephi can't write. He can't. It's almost as if he's saying, look, guys, I can't tell you what happens. That's not my job. Someone else is going to do that. But what I can say, look at verse 17, 19, 20. Look at what he says over and over and over again. The righteous need not fear. The righteous are going to be preserved. The righteous need not be afraid. So Nephi seems to be saying, look, guys, I've seen how it ends. And I can't tell you what happens, but don't be afraid. We are going to be okay. Things will go back to normal and we will thrive again. We have a lot of work to do. Hold on through this isolation. Hope on. I remind you of the words George, George A. Smith, who's a relative of Joseph Smith, once said that Joseph said the following to him. Joseph told him, quote, that I should never get discouraged whenever difficulties might surround me. If I was sunk in the lowest pit of Nova Scotia and all the rocky mantles piled on top of me, I ought not to be discouraged, but hang on, exercise faith and keep up good courage and I should come out on top of the heap. May we all remember those words from the dear prophet Joseph who knew plenty of days of sorrow. Remember, hang on, exercise faith, keep up good courage, and you will come out on top. Things are gonna be okay. We'll survive this. Movie theaters will once again be packed. Restaurants will have two hour waiting lines. Teachers will be much more appreciated. We will go back to celebrating life. We'll go back to being toilet paper in each other's houses. Be hopeful. Find joy in your life. I remind you that the gospel is true. God has not abandoned us, He is with us. I remind you about the Jaredites. And when they went through that wilderness, He held their hand. In times of difficulty, He will be with us and hold our hand. I bear you my witness that the gospel is true and that you have been sent for these days. We can do this. Don't be discouraged, hang in there.